All right, good evening to everybody out there in Sharks territory. I'm Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Podcast for October 19th, 2022. Uh, per usual here in Sharks territory, you usually get the last word on Sharks hockey here. Um, so thank you to everybody who's tuning in live uh, via Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And to everybody who will be checking this out a little bit later on on their preferred um podcast platforms all right so um sounds like sharks are zero and five and zero if you want to throw in that additional um you know otl we've had five losses in regulation so not a single point has been earned in the standings the sharks have never been this bad in october ever not even during the expansion years back in 91, not even during expansion. That's insane to think about, especially considering everybody that is on the squad, right? I mean, Nico Sturm, bravo. Uh, Nico Sturm kind of strikes me like Alexander Barabanov last season where, you know, um, <clears throat> he's standing out when he's playing with, you know, top six forwards, right? Anyways, um, but, you know, is that just Nico Sturm standing out because nobody else is stepping up? We'll find out. We'll see, you know, as the season, uh, as the season continues to progress here. Anyways, um, you know, I was trying to be reserved. I was trying my, my best, I think, like most other Sharks fans out there, to be super optimistic, to be positive, to kind of be hopeful and try to go with the flow even though some of the new changes in this new era don't necessarily strike me as um you know i'll save that part for last but long story short is here is you know um i was trying to be on board but zero and five having now reached a five game winless streak to start the season the 2022 2023 san jose sharks this club is the first in team history to start a season zero and five. Not a single point earned. So for those of you who are, um, you know, hashtag tank for Bernard. Um, if you don't know who Connor Bernard is by now, check out our previous um, episode. You can find that at sharkcityhockey.com. But for those of you who are on board, you know, via tankathon.com here, uh, it sounds like sharks are zero and five. Let's not get comfortable. Minnesota's right there with us. They haven't won a game either. Now, of course, the sharks have more games on hand with a five game losing streak here. Um, but, you know, Vancouver is out there. They got himself a point by losing an OT. Um, so there's other. You know, there's a lot of other teams out there who are competing for, you know, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, even though they will say that they don't do that, even though they'll tell you repetitively that, hey, clubs do not play for draft position or it does not make sense professionally for anybody to be having a losing record because how does that help you progress or advance your career? Well, when the expectations and the bar is set extremely low for this season, as it seems to be the case for the San Jose Sharks, um, you know, this might just be right on board, right? Like this just might be something that the San Jose Sharks um, need for the future, supposedly. Personally, 
I think that they have what they need now to win, but they're not playing them. They're in the CUDA. And I think that, you know, it's one thing to tell Sharks fans out there that these kids are, you know, our previous first round draft picks. It's one thing to tell the Sharks fans base out there that, you know, they need to bulk up a little bit or they can't play in the minors or the AHL level because it might be a target and then they finally get to play at that level and it's like, oh, you know, they may not crack the main roster because there's so much, like, veteran depth. There's so much, like, you know, um, proven NHLers, so to speak, that, like, oh, um, you know, the likes of Bordalo and Eklund and so on and so forth. The reason why they're not on the Sharks Club is because of the bottom six boards being veteran Again, I'm repeating this one more time on purpose, being veteran death boards. Well, you know, what what point or what purpose does that serve the franchise or the club or, or you know, the team or the fans, you know, at, at that sake? What purpose does it serve if you're not, we can't even just pin this on the bottom six, but the entire team can't even win a game. You know, the stories keep coming out. And these, these press game conferences and these, you know, whether it's post or pregame, they're getting very cliche. They're, re, they're getting very generic. They're getting very uh, bland and boring, to be honest with you, because it's, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we need to be a little bit better. We need this. It's, it's just all this stuff that's like, you know, yeah, there's truth in it. But, you know, like now you're hearing stories about like, the, do the club even like, you know, like, oh, are they? It's not whether or not they're good enough, but do they think they're good enough or something along that lines? I'm not buying it. Okay. I am not buying it. Now, some of you out there are, are going to just be like, hey, you know, what? it is what it is. They are blatantly, you know, this is tank for Bedard. And honestly, if there was any season to be horrible, some of you out there will say this is the one. Me personally, I'm not a big fan of it because even though, you know, let's just say the season was to end right now for the sake of argument, it sounds like Sharks finished with the number one draft pick, you know, um, in the lottery. Their odds are still 18.5%, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, there's always that chance where, you know, we could essentially throw away this season. That's the whole reason I'm bringing that up. We could throw away this season off, off or not, off or nothing. You know, so I understand the sentiment and I get it. You know, um, he is projected to be a generational um, talent. Okay. Um, again, on the previous podcast we covered, he's been referred to the likes of like Sidney Crosby and Connor and, excuse me, and McDavid. You know what I'm saying? So I understand the incentive to want to have this kid join our club. But he's 17 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Not that doesn't mean anything. Not that that means like he's limited because of his age. I'm just simply saying that look at how they're treating the likes of Eklund and Bordalo. Like if we tank and we get Bedard, hoorah, then what? Is he going to automatically like, you know, sign a contract and be on, you know, the Sharks main roster day one starter? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Now, I would love to see 
the Sharks, you know, expand their talent pool. But personally, after three years, I think it's time to start taking some chances on these kids, man. I really do. And I don't see any real incentive to like throw away the season for the chance of getting what's, you know, projected to be a generational talent, especially if there's not a legitimate guarantee. This isn't like the National Football League, right? This isn't like, you know, if you finish dead last in the standings, you get the number one overall draft pick. This is like the NBA. The NHL has the draft lottery. So if you were the worst team in the league, the odds of you getting it are still significantly higher than any other team. But, you know, number 31 um, and 30 in the standings, they have a 13.5 or 11.5% chance of getting Connor McDavid, right? Excuse me, Connor Bedard. My bad. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> so I, I I continue to say this. I This doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And also, it's so early on in the season, so I don't want to overreact. But, I mean, it's time to go. It's time to go. It's way overdue. We can't talk about how, okay, they're in the Czech Republic, shortened training cap. Oh, it's a new system. Oh, you know, a whole new squad. Need more time with each other. I get it. But five games in, five games in. Come on. I really hope, I really hope that David Quinn could get his first career win as the San Jose Sharks head coach tomorrow against the New York Rangers because that was his previous squad and there'd be no other, there'd be no better time for him to um, get that victory. So tomorrow at four o'clock, uh, that's specific time for us here at San Jose um, and Madison Square Garden, San Jose Sharks are... Currently on their first road trip, this will be game two of their first road trip of the 2022-23 season. It's the um, it's a four-game roadie, and um, they'll be facing the Rangers. This will be the 46th all-time game between the Rangers and the Sharks, if not mistaken. Uh, the Sharks are 11, 27, 3, and 4 historically against the Rangers. So... Um, <clears throat> You know, we're looking for that 12th win in franchise history. We're looking for that first win for David Quinn. Um, and that was our thing. Quinn for the win. Gosh. New era. Quinn for the win. Quinn for the win. New Jersey. All this stuff. Talk about imploding. If we can't get a victory tomorrow, it's going to get crazy in Sharks territory. Uh, this is the first game the Sharks again. Head coach David Quinn will face his former club. He coached the Rangers between 2018-2021 and three seasons. He coached a total of 208 games, held an overall record of 96-87-25 in New York. That's uh, Sharks head coach David Quinn's um, stats with his recent uh, stint with the uh, Rangers. So, not that uh, it matters, but we might as well just cover it really quick. Southie Sharks, um, a franchise, you know, they made franchise history yesterday. By becoming the first team, excuse me, this is the first club to win five, excuse me, wow, I can't even spit it out, I can't even talk because I'm just like so astonished and lost for words. It's the first team in club, this is the first club in franchise history, bam, got through one sentence, to lose five games in a row to start off the season. Oh, I had a four set out, I had a four set out. 
that hurts. That hurts. It really does. It makes the teal blood boil. And, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, that's tough, man. That is so tough. Um, they fell five to two against the Islanders. It was pretty sad. Um, we're being written off. I was listening to NHL Network Radio in the morning. You know, um, they were not expecting. They've been throwing some shade at us again, um, really quick. Like they're talking about like the Doug Wilson when they're talking about, or excuse me, with Brett Burns um, during that game when he's come back Carolina, and they're saying like, oh, you know, fans will give a good tribute and cheer to him. And they're like, if anyone shows up, they're not lying, but they're definitely throwing some of that shade. Um, I also think um, they're like, I mean. Again, there's no, like, you can't argue. They're writing us off for the season. But if you don't win a freaking game, I mean, come on. Anyways, just making it easy for them. Making it easy for them. All right. So I don't want to really go into this, but we have to. The South East Sharks played the New York Islanders yesterday. They lost 5-2. Nico Sturm got his second goal of the season. Um, that was in the first period. That was pretty much... The one and only time the Sharks, like, it seemed like they were in the game and that they're going to have the lead. Same classic script, if you will. I mean, if this was an opera, if this was a performance, my goodness, they have they have it down to a T, hitting all the cues. Sounds like Sharks are just, they're winning the first period, and then they lose the next 40 minutes. So the Sharks went into the um, first intermission with the 1-0 uh, lead thanks to Nico Sturm, assist by um, Sevechnikov and Magnum, by the way. Um, and then that was it. You know what I mean? Islanders essentially ran away with it. It seemed for a brief moment, brief as in like less than two minutes. Um, actually, I think it was about, yeah, like <laughs> six seconds away from two minutes. So give or take. I mean, you know. Might as well round it up. But Evgeny uh, Sveshkinov, not only did he get um, the assist, but he got a goal that tied the game late, like 17 minutes, 10, uh, 10 seconds into the second. It was almost the uh, second intermission, but again, less than two minutes later, Sharks surrender a goal. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was all Islanders from there. Two more in the third period to seal the deal, 5-2. to two. Sounds like Sharks are 0 Five and zero. Oh my gosh, it hurts. You know, it is what it is. Um, again, as I said at the beginning of the program, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be optimistic. I was trying to get on board with the whole quote unquote new era, but goodness gracious. Like, first of all, the sharks are making everybody, everybody's job that just, just that much easier if they have to cover them. I'm kidding. But um no in all honesty, in all reality, like um a lot of people out there, uh whether it's NHL writers or the local beat uh reporters, you know, they're they're calling them out. You know, they they promise a new era. And man, I don't want to say it's worse than it was last season, but boy oh boy, does it sure feel that way. It sure feels that way. This is some uninspiring, boring action that we're seeing. And, 
you know, it's enough to just kind of keep you tuned in. But a lot of the play kind of makes you tune out. You know, I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, um, the score changed. You kind of got my attention again. And I don't mean it like that. Like, obviously, you know, when the puck drops right at the first period, you know, the opening faceoff, I'm all in. I'm all invested. Again, optimistic, hopeful, and, um, you know, when you drop five games in a row, I mean, the patience starts to wear thin. Fans want to know what's going on. And really quick, okay, pardon me, this is going to be one of those episodes, all right, where I'm just going to kind of start, you know, I'm going to start speaking my truth, all right? This is my truth. doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it's absolute truth, but this is just my truth when it comes to, you know, the the guys until or the team until, all right? Uh, my truths are that, you know, um, all these changes that are being thrown at the fan base are they 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 start to come across as like um, I don't want to say cheap because obviously, you know, a whole new full kit, uh, a, a whole upgrade in the arena, a new GM and a new head coach. Um, you know, it comes with a hefty price tag. All right, so I appreciate the efforts that the rest of the Sharks organization has put forth, you know, whether it's the team at the arena or, you know, everybody else behind the scenes. I appreciate everything that they have done to try to make San Jose Sharks hockey, um, you know, a vibe again, I guess. You know, try to inject some some life into, you know, what's been a pretty miserable few years here in Sharks territory. Um, but man, just three things I want to, okay. Point out that that's making it really tough right now at zero and five. Number one is the Jersey changes. Okay. I'm going to go on my soapbox on this. And I know I've been hot and cold again. I've been trying to be optimistic. I've been trying to go on board. I've been trying to be supportive. Don't want to be supporting people. Um, all right. Support. I don't want to be necessarily a blinded. Essentially, like here's blind support, you know, obviously, um, you know, I want to be fair and subjective, but get back to these to get to the point of spit it out. Um, a lot of us want to know why, why was it necessary to do a whole new era? Supposedly there's like a mashup. We're going to blend the current look with, uh, the old look and then kind of make some adjustments here and there and call it, call it a new era. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for for goodness, for goodness sake, on the social media team, like right before the season began, I think at home, they're like posting the heritage logo, okay, the original logo, and they're like, you don't have the audacity to ask the fan base, like, uh, which player do you think of first when you see this logo? Me, I think William Eklund. <laughs> when I see the old school Sharks logo, sounds like a complete oxymoron. But that's just me hoping that, you know, I could see Eklund and Bordalo. And, hey, if it ends up being uh, Bedard, fine. You know, but to see them play in a Heritage jersey, to me, that right there would be, like, so much more impactful. And that right there would go much more hard or harder, I guess, than, like, you know, this whole new era jersey. And that's just my opinion. And it just has to do with the history. That's the other thing I want to talk about when it comes to these jerseys. So today, this segment right here is going to be about the history, Okay.
So first and foremost, I like the direction that the Sharks are taking with the jerseys. I really do. But it's just these 0-5 records make it less appealing. The more and more you lose in these, these jerseys or the longer it takes for you to get a, a, a win, you know, the less appealing it's going to become. That's just my opinion, number one, especially for those who are like uh, purists, if you will, or those who are just all about, you know, like their, their history or the Sharks Heritage jersey, for example. Um, you know, like you're making it tougher and tougher and tougher to, you know, love the Sharks. You, you constantly change. You constantly get further and further away from what the fan base has been asking you for, for a full-time basis. And you keep throwing them. I mean, this must be like, including, um, which we're about to get to in a second, you know, with the upcoming reverse retro jersey. This must be like the sixth or seventh jersey that the Sharks have produced in the last like two or three years. So, you know, not only are you stepping further and further away from what the fans are asking, but like, you know, for fans like myself who want to support the team and be current and be involved, right, and be part of that new era, you know, like we're out there literally like supporting this team by dishing our cash and buying new threads on like a freaking annually basis here. And, you know, it's like at least give us, you know, at least give us what we're asking for, right? Anyways, that's just my opinion. Honestly, I would give these new uh, sweaters some more time. I'll tell you how I feel about them at the end of the season. Right now, I don't know. I I, I have mixed emotions with them. Um, it definitely makes them, again, less appealing as they're 0 and 5. So, moving on. Um, the NHL, as I just mentioned a moment ago, um, officially announced today that the Reverse Retro 2.0 line is going to be released. I believe um, they did teasers around the league. Sounds like Sharks did one for sure. And, you know, every team kind of, um, you know, like gave you a little peek, like a silhouette of what the Reverse Retro jersey is going to be. Everyone in Sharks territory already knows that they're going to be throwing it back to the 1970s here in the Bay Area hockey scene for the Oakland Seals or the California Golden Seals. They're calling them the Oakland Seals. There's an Oakland Seals promotional night for the San Jose Shark season. Um, part of me is I don't have the dates for that handy. But the point I'm trying to get at, though, is, you know, they're obviously not going to refer to them as California Golden Seals because that'd just be a little bit too close to the Golden Knights. That's one of the reasons why I'm not digging this reverse retro, number one. Number two, which is really probably number one, um, I think this is, you know, a reverse reverse retro 2.0 for me. It's like the Sounds of Sharks have uh, fell 2.0, and I'm not trying to deliver that to sound like, you know, witty or like, ooh, you know, look at this zinger. I'm being for real. Um, a lot of people did not care for reverse retro, the gray, the dorsal gray, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm one of them. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know some of you out there love it and that's cool. You know, to each their own, you know what I mean? Like I said, this is my truth. It's not absolute truth. Okay. This is just my truth. But you know, a lot of people didn't care for that Jersey. And the only reason, in my opinion, that Jersey was even, um, worth anything of value is because it had that heritage logo on it, that old school logo that fans want back full time. I mean, Arizona goes and they return to the Kachina full time and we could poke fun at them with, you know, their organizational woes as in like having to play like at a college campus. Right. But nonetheless, they're trying to give the fans what they want. They're, you know, they're, they're going to their heritage. Now I know the Sharks elected to go forward a new era, but 
for me, like especially watching them lose to the Islanders yesterday, five to two, to go zero and five. Like when I see them lose in that new era evolve away jersey, I'm just looking. What I'm feeling like, so I'm just looking at like a knockoff heritage jersey, the you know the old school one. You know what I mean? And unless like you're looking at that jersey up close from a distance, it just looks like white and like a really dark blend of teal stripes. That's it on the sleeves and then on across the uh, the waistline. So again, I'm not trying to be you know. Um, a downer, and I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm just simply, you know, I'm just simply speaking my truths. You know, some of y'all might might, might want to call them facts. Some of y'all might want to call it cap. It is what it is. I ain't tripping. Um, and if you do want to, you know, share your opinion, whether it's on the jerseys or the direction of the club, uh, whether you're thrilled about them tanking for Bedard, or you think that you know this is just, you know, a, a brief moment in the season. As you know, the Sharks try to, you know, learn how to essentially, they call it gel or groove or, you know, like have chemistry, line chemistry is the one you usually hear more often. You know, we'll see, we'll see if that, that develops. But if it, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen by the end of this freaking road trip, if the Sharks find a way to go zero and eight, by the time they come home to face the Golden Knights next weekend, then I think we need to call up the kids. I think we need to put Eklund and and Bortle in there. Now, pardon me. I know I'm kind of like going all over the place here. Let me rewind it back. We're talking reverse retros. <laughs> we're talking reverse retros, and we're talking about the Sharks jerseys. Uh, reverse retros. I cannot stand this season's selection. I'm being 100% with you. I'll be 100 with you. All right. Um, again, at the beginning of the season, with the new jerseys, you know, I try to be supportive of that because, you know, that's a new direction. And in all, in, in all honesty, they're not for me. It's like the Space Jam with LeBron James. Got a lot of people out there like, nah, Space Jam, Michael Jordan's the best. This isn't for us, okay? This is for, this is for the next generation of Sharks fans. This is for the kids, right? Right? So... You know, the Sharks don't care what I think. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been I've been following this club since like the early '90s. I didn't catch their few years, you know, when I was still young. But you know, I've been watching them for you know going on almost 30 years here. So, long story short, is you know, my opinion and my take is going to vastly um, differ than some of y'all out there who probably started watching like I don't know. Um, maybe when they went to the finals, but this is all I'm saying. There is a whole generation of Sharks fans out there, whether they're middle schoolers or high schoolers who right now for the last three years, they have been getting this type of hockey. This is the Sharks hockey that they know. Okay. It's crazy to think about that. It's crazy to think that the class of 2023 could potentially be one of the first classes to not see the Sharks go to the playoffs during their whole tenure, <laughs> whether it was middle school, high school, or in college. It's crazy to think about. Anyways, um, but back to reverse retro. And thanks for, you know, bouncing back and forth with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, my mind sometimes just kind of, you know, have a lot of things I want to get out. And, you know, sometimes 
they're all just uh, fighting for the mic. Anyways, um, so the reverse retro. I'll tell you why. I just don't want to say I don't like it for the sake. Oh, I don't like it. I'm just going to throw shade. I'm just a hater. No. I just... Okay, again, this is just me being a Sharks fan. Maybe this is a little bit of the pure side. Maybe it's a little bit of like the, you know the diehard side. I'm not too sure, but this is what I am sure of. The freaking Seals history belongs to the Dallas Stars. I know Joe Pavelski is over there. I know Peter DeBoer is coaching over there. It does not make it permissible for the San Jose Sharks to be throwing it back to the Dallas Stars 1970 uniforms. Again, I get it. Oakland, hockey, Bay Area history. I get it. Okay. But here's the deal, which is what makes the Sharks so special, is that Gordon Gunn III sold what rights he had to that Bay Area history, a.k.a. the Seals. And he sold it with that merger with you know the Cleveland and Minnesota, which became North Stars, that eventually became Dallas Stars. He did that in order to make the San Jose Sharks. He wanted, from my understanding, now don't take my word for it. Go do your, you know, go do your history search. You know, go do go do some research, right? Go do history, go go check it out. Don't take my word for it. But from my understanding. He actually wanted to still have some kind of ownership hand in the other organization. But the NHL said, if you want to have a, a franchise in San Jose, you know, like this is what needs to, um, this is what needs to happen to, to, you know, to get it done. And the terms were essentially, you know, you sell whatever history you have and you sell it over there and you create brand new history here to put it into um, perspective. Now, this is already um, this is already um, you know a franchise that is no longer um, existing in the NHL, unfortunately. But the Atlanta Thrashers, okay, let's just pretend that the Atlanta Thrashers, who are now the Winnipeg Jets, okay, who the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> that's who the Arizona Coyotes used to be, right? NHL's funny like that. Um, but here's the point I'm trying to get at, okay? This would be like the Atlanta Thrashers throwing it back to Atlanta Flames. Sounds cool. It really does. The only problem is that there's already a Calgary Flames. All right? Um, the only other way I could think about it, if I had to do a football term, it would be like if... The 49ers wore silver and black one night because there used to be an Oakland football team. Anyways, I don't know if I'm getting a little over-exaggerated at this point, but the point I'm trying to say is that that is Dallas Stars' history. Now, you don't have to put the word seals on it, and you could use the same font, retro font lettering, to spell the word sharks because we all know that's going to be the white the reverse retro jersey is going to be the white version of the Golden Seals jerseys back in the early 70s. And it's going to be Sharks instead of Seals. But my goodness, again, um, you know, if you are a NHL game, if you're a gamer and you play EA Sports NHL and you play Chell or if you even just play an exhibition game 
or an online head-to-head, whatever your whatever your deal is. If you look at the uniform selection for the Dallas Stars, right there, you could choose both Seals jerseys, and you always were able to. So I'm just confused. Pardon me, I'm confused. Um, I don't understand why. Why are we shying away from history? Why are we why why are we not embracing our history? I, it just makes no sense. Sounds like sharks have been around for over thirty years, and we had to go throw it back to the nineteen seventies. And I don't mean any disrespect to that time. To that time, I'm just simply saying, like, like we had thirty years of history. There are so many jerseys that we could have used for reverse retro to redeem last last reverse retro's uh, horrible attempt at the ninety eight. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'll leave it at that. I'm not a fan, but simply because it's not San Jose Sharks history. You could try to reclaim it. It kind of makes no sense. I mean, it does make sense why you went full till this season so you could like play off that uniform, right? But come on. Come on. Someone did not think this through. Seriously. And that's all I'm going to have to say about that. I don't want to like keep ragging because honestly if I take a step back just from a pure historical like a hockey historical perspective it's going to be really awesome to see like what is essentially like a seals game being played in the bay area again like if you're if if you're um one of the um people here in the bay area who went to one of those games then that that must be like a pretty awesome event you know what I'm saying? It's probably equivalent to like Mickey D's bringing back all these trick-or-treat buckets, right? <laughs> so I, I get it. I definitely get it. But for me, you know, what what, what really, you know, the thorn in the rose bush or what grinds my gears is I know it's Dallas Stars history. And again, it's just me because of how long I've been following the team. But once upon a time ago, these Dallas Stars were one of our most heated rivals. So to me, this is just this is just blasphemous. This is insanity to like essentially wear the threads to history that belongs to what used to be one of our greatest rivals. The Dallas Stars, in terms of like playoff history, Mike Madonna, Ed Belfour, Brett Hull, so on and so forth, these guys used to be like like they used to be the roadblock on the way to the Stanley Cup for the longest time for the Sharks. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm almost certain I'm not mistaken, I just don't want to like, I'm pretty sure I don't want things to be fuzzy here. And I know I'm not, my memory isn't slipping me because I'm not that old. But long story short is, um, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but long story short is they used to be divisional opponents if i'm not mistaken the dallas stars and the sounds of sharks used to be in the same division before the realignment so it's like come on come on the seals like someone i think someone was like oh this would be so cool for bay area but they didn't think it through they didn't realize that essentially it's like you know you're representing another team but anyways that's it. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sounds like Sharks will be taking on the New York Rangers. 
Um, that'll be tomorrow. That'll be Thursday. It's going to go down. Puck drops at uh, 4 p.m. our time. Uh, right now, currently, Stanley Sharks on the road when they're playing at Madison Square Garden. All time are 5, 15, and 1. Only won 26.2% of the games all time when they're in New York against the Rangers. Um, this decade in the 2020s, we have yet to win against the Rangers. We are 0 and 4. So, you know, it's only 2022. No need to panic. But long story short, is it'd be nice to get a lot of first, first defeat. Of the Rangers in the 2020s. First win of the season. What sounds like Sharks. First career win for the new general manager Mike Greer. And the new head coach David Quinn. I think that would be nice. Anyways. Um, I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for October uh, 19th, 2022. It is pretty late. We're almost approaching midnight here in Shark City. Um, per usual, we had the last word on Sharks hockey here in Sharks territory. Uh, if you ever want to be a part of the show, if you want to be involved, if you want to hear your voice on the program and I can do an interaction, please visit our speak pipe podcast messaging, um, service. Now our link to our link tree should be. In the bio of the video, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, definitely can find it in the bios of our social media feeds at Shark City Hockey on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, check out our link tree. It's right there. You can see the podcast messaging. Uh, you get about 90 seconds to give me your take on anything and everything San Jose Sharks hockey. Um, you know, the voices of the Sharks territory, I'm trying to get them to come right here on the Shark City podcast, and no one's voice is more important in Sharks territory than your own. Just FYI. Uh, so, again, check out the link tree, and you get a link to everything that we have to offer at Shark City Hockey. Uh, so, on that note, I am going to call it a night. It's been great chatting it with you. Thank you for um, lending me your ear while I kind of just go on a rant about jerseys here. I'm trying to be optimistic. I really am. I'm trying to be positive. I really am trying to be open-minded about this. The one thing I really like about the new jerseys is just the feeling, what it represents, right? What it's supposed to mean. New beginnings. Super excited about, you know, what the Sharks are trying to do. But with what, with the roster that they have right now, with the roster that they have right now, with the 18 skaters and the two goaltenders that they have right now dressing in their main roster, it's not working, guys. It is not working. Now, I understand TechCU is about to open up. TechCU Arena and the CUDA, they're about to have their first game of the season. The last thing you want is to have that place empty. I understand completely. So, yeah, you're going to stack it with all the prospects, with all the kids, with all the stars. Now, that might sound absurd. So, people are like, all right, now you're talking, uh, you're, you know, behind with that kind of statement. You know, obviously, uh, they need to 
get quality minutes and they need to bulk up and they need to etc work on their game blah 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 i get it okay but you know what maybe that should be applied to the bottom six or so on the main roster and we you know call up some of these kids who are scoring on a nightly basis on the cuda okay i'm just saying I am just saying that the Sharks have what they need to win right now. But for some reason, they don't want to dress them. So, some of you out there are saying, no, no, no. It's not for some reason. It's for one reason. Connor Bedard. <laughs> I cannot, I'm telling you, Tank for Bedard is going to be one of the other thorns in my rose bush this season. But it is what it is. If the Sharks end up getting him, hoorah. He's 17 years old. Maybe they'll stress him on the main roster when he's in his 20s. Who knows? Um, so, you know, for those of you who are kind of, you know, I don't know if this is just a spin on, you know, maybe it's just something fun to, like, you know, entertain all the fan bases out there of, like, the bottom, you know, 16 teams or whatever. But in all in all reality, um, I want to see the Sounds of Sharks start winning some games. I want to see them start winning some games, starting against the New York Rangers. All right, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm Aaron James. You can catch the entire episode of this uh, podcast and the entire collection of this podcast, the Shark City Podcast, on our webpage, SharkCityHockey.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of our pages, like. Follow, subscribe at Shark City Hockey. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube or if you're um, you know, watching on Facebook, Instagram, please leave a comment um, in the chat section. Um, let's interact. Let's talk some Sharks hockey. I know there's not too much to talk about except the losses, but there are still plenty of things to look forward to even when they take these L's. I mean, honestly, these are some self-inflicted wounds. And quite frankly, when... They want to show up and start playing some hockey. You know, we'll be right there ready to cheer them on. So with that being said, good night, everybody. Y'all have, um, you know, a great rest of your evening. And hopefully the Sharks get a victory tomorrow against the Rangers. If not, they'll have plenty of time to think about it um, with some back-to-back games in Philly and New Jersey. So, um, yeah, it's rolling now, baby. Sharks, Sharks hockey is here. And the NHL season, you know, that train's going to keep rolling. It ain't stopping. So we'll see how long it takes. What y'all guess is out there? Zero and ten. David Quinn had, in his last season as a head coach, after ten games, had four victories. All right. So, whoo, scary. All right, guys. Everybody else, have a great night.